Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Thomas Scott! Getting you inside the Blues locker room. forward Robert Thomas on the opening drive. Driven by pure performance, the only stop for all your aftermarket vehicle needs. Get it over the line. They hit the trailer. Thomas score! They've broken through. Robert Thomas second of the year. To the middle on his forehand. Score! Robert Thomas goals in three straight games. And the Taking a two to one lead. Thomas shoots, score! There's the answer, Joe. Robert Thomas, team leading fifth of the year. 2 1 score, 3.05 to go, period number one. Blue Center Robert Thomas with goals against Colorado, New Jersey, Montreal, and Winnipeg. A four-game goal-scoring streak. And Robert joins us now, as he does every week, on the Celebrity Line on the opening drive on 101 ESPN. Robert, congratulations on the way things are going on the ice. How are you doing this morning? Doing well, guys. Thanks. Do you like hearing those highlights? <laughs> I, don't know if, uh, I don't know if I just got jinxed or what. But... <laughs> <laughs> we bring good so, luck, Robert. Don't worry about it. I was laughing laughing when I was hearing it. I was like, it's like one of those, uh, you know, don't tell the goalie he's got a shutout going in the third period, but everyone knows. Exactly. So uh, that was good. Good. Hey, uh, I want to ask you this, because we always want to get to know you, and we know that you like to get out and golf, and you can't do that as much during the season, but are you an outdoors guy, for example, like with the nice weather that we've had this week in St. Louis, do you look for when you go out to eat to find a patio? Uh, do Do you have to get outside during the nice weather? Yeah, yeah, I love the nice weather. Um, I was yesterday was great weather. Uh, I was probably the best of the the bunch, and um, yeah, I was outside all day, um, just doing things around the house. So, I uh, love being outside. Loved, um, you know, love being out there with my dog and just running around with him. So it's uh, it's a blast. How's Moose doing? Moose. Uh, you know, he woke up with a little too much puppy energy today. So. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, other than that, he's great. Robert, you got to tell whoever's texting you, you're on an interview and you're trying to take care of some business here. (laughs) (laughs) Robert, I was wondering, so earlier this year we had, you know, we talked to Wayne Wright every every week and he had to take off his social media, you know, just remove himself from all of it. As a player now with as easily as as accessible you are to to fans do you all pay attention to some of the outside noise that that fans may say when you're playing well or when you're playing poorly um personally not too much um you know i got rid of social media a couple years ago um just didn't i always found myself just stuck on my phone looking at it um whether it was hockey related or not hockey related so um don't go on it too much but uh i definitely think 
some people do. Um, I don't know to the extent that, that people do, but I know people always love, uh, you know, getting support from, from fans and stuff. And uh, I know that that goes a long way. Okay. I'm intrigued here. If it has, how has leaving social media improved your life? Um, well, I feel like I don't sit up. Sometimes, you know, you, you just get stuck on your phone and next thing you know, 45 minutes is gone. So, uh, I found that I, I lost that part of it. So uh, that's been good for me. I always think that's good. I want to get rid of social media, too. I feel like it would be relaxing. You know, you don't have to worry about any of that either. stuff. I want to get rid of all of it. Oh, no. Yes. Right, give me a landline. <laughs> Catch me when I'm at home, baby. <laughs> Robert, did you even have to deal with the landline? Growing up, um, I did have a landline. Okay. Um, my parents always had one, and there was a number that we just knew we could call, um, and then it got disconnected. <laughs> That's all I want, we so. want to go back to that. Well, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna ask you some hockey questions now. Obviously, it was a great weekend for you guys, and then going against the Jets, it felt like you carried that momentum into the first period, but it changed in the second period. What was the big change there for you guys? Yeah, I think we were, we were chasing the game. Um, I think it's something that, that we need to improve on. Um, you know, we, we started to build something there, the, the two games and going into the first, and then we got scored on and it kind of changed us a little bit. Um, so, I, I mean, it's just part of learning. Um, you know, we got a lot of new guys, um, new team. We're building a new culture and, um, you know, we're trying to, trying to build something. I know I just said build like four times, but <laughs> it, it's really important and um, I think it's all part of the process. Well, your line mate, Pavel Buchnevich, as we know, he is always very straightforward on how he's feeling about things and about himself. He said in his post-game interview the other day, I'm just awful. I'm just awful all season. I don't know what to say. Guys create chances for me, but I can't finish. What have you seen from Pavel this season? Yeah, uh, you know, he's someone that holds himself to such a high standard. And um, I mean, sometimes when when things aren't going in for you, um, it just feels like you just screw everything up and uh, you have no confidence. And, um, you know, it's something that if you you watch the game, he gets a ton of chances. He makes a ton of great plays. But, you know, he sees, you know, you look back and you just see that one moment where you think you should have scored and and you just kind of dwell on that but don't realize all the other good things that he's done throughout the game. I mean, he's got to play against top lines every night, and that's a tough challenge. And he's done a really good job of, of limiting their chances as well as creating his own. So I think that's uh, that's a positive that uh, he should really focus on. Robert, you just made an interesting comment about how the Blues are trying to build a new culture here. You're part of the leadership core. If you could, in a sentence or a paragraph, describe to us what you would envision that culture to be like if a, if a new guy comes into the room you, you make a trade how would you describe what the culture you want the blues to be is like yeah it's hard to put into one word uh, i would say probably probably maybe three words i do probably close-knit and and toughness i think um you know it's always been a staple of blues how close a team is together and uh, how much we pride ourselves on on gelling in the locker room and being more than just more than just teammates. Um, that's something I was taught really early being here, and um, you kind of feel that way in the city uh, as well. People make you feel like home, and um, yeah, guys come in and out, and um, you know are all over the place. But the city welcomes you, the team welcomes you, and and the players make you feel like home. So 
that's one thing and, and just toughness. I think, um, you know, we want, we want to make teams feel, feel like it's hard to come into St. Louis and play. And, um, you know, Steiner always said it best when they're, when they're driving that down that ramp, you want teams to, to feel like they're, they're not going to touch the puck. You're going to play hard against them and um, it's going to be a really long night. So uh, we did that against New Jersey and Montreal and, we, we started it against Winnipeg, but it's just building that and keeping that consistency going. I was going to ask you, Robert. I, I, so I coach high school football, and obviously my kids have a lot of – I have a lot of sayings, things that I say that I don't know <laughs> that I actually say, and the kids kind of make fun of me. Are there any comments that Baruby makes or that he says, and you're like, oh, you kind of chuckle like, this guy's crazy. He's funny, but he, he he's kind of crazy. And what means? Oh, just like something where he's talking to you all and and driving a point home, and you understand the point, but he's he's getting after you all a little bit and just letting you know this is what needs to be done. Uh, I think there's there's probably a couple of things. Um, he yeah he, he when he when he gets going on a rant, uh, you know he kind of fires himself up and gets keeps going on the point and. Then, um, you, you get the message and how strongly he feels about it. You make sure that you, you really, really get the message. So <laughs> That's awesome. So, has he done that this season? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It happens a couple times. Uh, but it's, it's good. It's good to hear, and it's good to hear really how important he feels about it. But you've been around, so you are used to it. For the younger guys that are coming in, do you just look around and see their reactions and their faces, and you're like, "Yeah, get used to this." I think I think you still really it still really hammers home even after you've heard it for <laughs> five six years. So uh, it, it's pretty good. That's awesome. So uh, Kerry played for Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh. Uh, Dick Vermeil was the head coach of the Rams when they won the Super Bowl here. He, one of my favorites was, "Gentlemen, you can't ease into a street fight." Yes. Or and Tony Larusso he said about the players. He said, "They're men, not machines." Kerry, your main Mike Tomlin one. It is what it is. Is one, and then he would out. One of my favorite that he would say, "I'd rather say whoa than sick." Him. And that was like he was. I'd rather have a guy that's going too hard, and I got to pull him back, than have guys that I got to say, "Hey, go, go get him, go get after it." So that was one of my favorite sayings that he always said. Yeah, that's. Uh, I'm trying to think, I think I don't got it on the top of my head. Yeah, but you, you will you <laughs> into your later years because you played for Chief for such a long time now. You, the what he does say, you're going to be saying him. You don't even realize it, Kerry, and I don't realize. But you're going to, like Kerry said, he doesn't even his re, realizing his players are are doing things. So you're going to be saying it for a long time. All right, Arizona in town tonight. It's it's been a weird series, especially the COVID year where you guys basically had a seven game series with them. What is it about Arizona that they give you guys so much trouble? Yeah, um, you know they they play free and loose. Um, you know they create a lot of chances, uh, you know, swinging around, and they obviously have a ton of skill um, and some players that can make some plays. Uh, I think Keller's been a thorn in our side for a little while, so um, you know we got to do a good job shutting him down and and playing our, our good structured game and and making sure uh, they have to defend. Well, go get them tonight, and we're looking forward to it. And thanks for the time, Robert. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah, thanks, guys. See you later. That's Robert Thomas, Blues Center, here on 101 ESPN, and we always appreciate him joining us.